Welcome to our FoxSportsFlorida.com podcast. While the Heat and the Spurs collide now for the NBA championship this week, Magic fans and the rest of the NBA eyeing the National Basketball Association draft. It takes place on June 26th in New York City. Josh Robbins is our NBA expert, reporter for the Orlando Sentinel, and is set to author, get this, a 10-part series for the Orlando Sentinel, Josh, on players the Orlando Magic might take with what is the fourth and twelfth picks that they have coming up in the draft. First of all, thanks for doing this, and I'm very curious as to your research and the scope of this. When does this come out, and uh, what is the, the level of effort that you have poured into this to do the research to get us all up to speed on what may happen? Well, it begins on Sunday the, uh, the 15th, and it'll run the next 10 days with a profile on, on a player who the Magic might select so we'll go 10 separate days then on the 11th day we'll kind of I'll kind of discuss some of the other guys who I haven't written about who might come into play Uh, tell us in terms of doing the research on this and certainly the magic aren't going to be all that forthcoming it's proprietary information their general manager Rob Hennigan a vast staff uh, and the like so where do you glean your sources to gather this and form uh, a very intelligent learned uh, opinion. Okay, so I was. That's a great question. The Sentinel was was kind enough to send me up to Chicago for the draft combine, and that occurred on on May fifteenth, May sixteenth, and on each of those days, every player who attended was available to speak with the media right. for about twenty to thirty minutes apiece. And with each of the guys who I'm focusing on, I put down a tape and recorded twenty minutes worth each day of of their questions and answers. Uh, read, I've read up on each of these guys. I am speaking to their college coaches, if their college coaches permit it, speaking to their high school coaches, uh, their AAU coaches. So it's, uh, it's a very involved process. Uh, this is incredible. This is great. I've hit the mother load here in the draft. So the Magic are going to pick fourth. So for the purpose of this discussion, we'll, we'll have a bent from the Orlando perspective. Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, Joel Embiid, uh, Julius Randle, Dante Exa, Marcus Smart are both guards. So just a very short list there. Very high-end talent um, in this draft. And uh, take us through, if you would, the first four picks in the draft, the teams that are going to be selecting in order. And if there is immediately, you think, a dead cinch out of the top four is who might pluck off that list and reduce Orlando's universe considerably. Well, okay, so the Cleveland Cavaliers lucked out. They had, a, I think, a 1.6% chance of winning the lottery. They won the lottery. Back-to-back home runs. Yes, back, well, back-to-back lottery victories. Last year, they probably loused up their first overall pick by selecting Anthony Bennett, uh, a player who was coming off a significant shoulder injury. He's healthy now, but he never got into a groove last season. Right. He wasn't able to come into camp in shape through no fault of his own. Uh, the second pick goes to the Milwaukee Bucks, who had the worst record uh, during the 13-14 season, won only, I think, 15 games. New ownership now. Senator Herb Cole has sold half a billion dollars. got new dynamic ownership in there. They're going to be looking to shake it up. Well, yes. Yeah, well, yes, and they should be uh, insured of doing that because of, the, of a top three pick. And then finally, in the top three, the Philadelphia 76ers, the team that lost, I think, 26 games in a row, this past season, and and they wound up with the third pick. So it goes to show just how cruel those lottery ping-pong balls can be. Michael Carter-Williams, by the way, for Philadelphia a year ago, 
were selected, where the Magic are picking this year, fourth, and he happened to become the rookie of the year, right? Well, R- he, running he was the selected, I think, 11th overall, if I recall correctly. He was selected. You're, you're correct. You're absolutely correct. Yes, yeah, so you can come away from uh, with a, uh, a pick 10 to 14. You can come away with a potential future all-star if you're lucky. Yeah. Or if you've done your work, as yeah, well, the Magic are hoping to have done. Yes, you have to do your work. And, you know, the real question I have for this draft is, obviously in every draft there are certain tiers of players. So it, the elite tier is thought to be, is it two people? Is it one person? Is it three people? And I think the majority of scouts think that the first tier, the best group of players, are three players. Embiid, Wiggins, Parker. Two forwards in a center, and Embiid is the seven-foot center from Kansas. Correct, and he can he can develop into a type of player, if he's healthy, uh, whom no one else in this draft can match. He's a seven legitimate seven-footer who can run the court well. He can shoot. Uh, he's got the beginnings of a very strong defensive game. He's barely started really playing basketball, but he picks up the sport so quickly that he's thought of, if he's healthy, that he has the makings of becoming a franchise-caliber center. Andrew Wiggins is probably the best athlete in the draft. He jumps out of every gym, uh, but he's young, he's raw. And then Jabari Parker is probably the rookie in this class who's probably most ready to dominate early. But the question is, is he going to be, is his upside higher than the other two guys? We're talking with uh, Josh Robbins, our NBA expert, and of course the beat writer for the Orlando Sentinel. On the verge of publishing, starting this Sunday, a 10-part series in advance of the NBA draft, which takes place next Thursday. Jabari Parker um, from Duke, played one year for Coach Krzyzewski, 19 years old, 6'9 freshman. Andrew Wiggins, along with Joel Embiid, both went to Kansas. So Bill Self has been crocodile tears. He's going to lose two young players. Embiid is 20. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is 19. With your research... What, what is the different differentiation in your estimation between Parker and Wiggins? And do you think there is a shot either might still be standing when the Magic come up four? The difference in these in the two guys is upside. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, if he maximizes all of his physical gifts, can become probably a better player than Jabari Parker. And that's not a slight toward Parker. Parker has plenty of physical gifts, but he's probably not where Andrew Wiggins is. That said, Parker's more seasoned. Uh, he's, he is more likely to become a dominant scorer early on than Andrew Wiggins. Whoever selects Andrew Wiggins had better be patient, yeah, at least for two or three years, for him to start really reaching his peak. He'll show glimmers of greatness, but he, he's a very raw player. Uh, Wiggins and Parker are both Sports Illustrated, if that's any if that's any measure of uh, notoriety and celebrity and capacity. They're both Sports Illustrated cover-type cover stars right now, though, in the, uh, coming into the NBA. Right, and it was really the most unfair situation for, any of the, for either of those two guys. They came into college basketball being expected to be the next LeBron James. Right. I mean, be, well, even a year before school started, this class, that, cla- that draft class of 2014, was already being pegged as the best draft class since LeBron, since Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, uh, Carmelo Anthony all came out in the 04 draft. So it's, they, they faced totally unfair expectations, and 
it was impossible for them to deliver on those expectations. But all things considered, they did pretty well. Do you think Embiid, Parker, and Wiggins are mortal locks to go one, two, and three and be gone, which would leave Orlando Julius Randle, perhaps, of Kentucky if they'd have any interest in another 19-year-old forward? Uh, Dante Exum, of course, we're going to talk about him. The Aussie guard, is he a one or a two, a point guard or a shooting guard? And Marcus Smart, very temperamental guard, a sophomore. Uh, temperament sometimes can be a good thing uh, from Oklahoma State. Um, all underclassmen, with the exception of Exum, who is a, a teenage pro. What do you think? What do you think will be on the board when it gets to Rob Higgins and all that research that he's compiled, all the analytics for him and his staff to select from? I think by the time the Magic select, Joel Embiid, Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, all will have already been off the board. Right. But there are two there, – let me throw two potential wrenches into that. A – is Joel, Joel Embiid healthy, not just for this upcoming season, but for the rest of his career? He has, he has a back issue, is that correct? Correct. He had, he had during his freshman season what Kansas officials called a stress fracture in his back. And the question that NBA front offices want to know from one end of the country to the other is, is this going to be a chronic condition? Because when you're a seven-footer and you have uh, a back injury or you have a foot injury, or knee injury. I mean, it, it just it just cre- becomes exponentially uh, potentially more catastrophic. Greg Oden seems just like yesterday the first overall pick for Portland, and now you have Anthony Bennett, who's turned out to be closest thing we've seen to a recent year disaster for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right. I mean, Anthony Bennett should be healthy now. I mean, he had a shoulder problem. Yeah, he had a torn rotator cuff, but he got healthy. But Greg Oden, two years in the league, started having severe knee, knee problems. He's never turned into the player he could have been had he been healthy. You can't miss there. You can't. Right. No, you cannot miss with a top with a top five pick. You just cannot afford to do it. And there's one other wrinkle here that could kind of upset the mix. What if Dante Exum goes into Milwaukee or Philadelphia and just wows the people there with his workout? You know, remember, Dante Exum grew up in East Melbourne, Australia. And people have seen far less of him than they've seen any other draft prospect. So if he goes into some of these workouts and interviews in Milwaukee or Philly uh, and just wows the people there, is it possible that he pushes one of those supposed top three down? Possibility. I don't think it will happen, but those are really the, the Magic's two best hopes for seeing either Embiid, Parker, or Wiggins dropping beyond three. You would know this, Magic fans, NBA fans will recall Penny Hardaway had to come back a couple of times to convince then John Gabriel and the team to take him. I mean, is, are the Magic going to bring it? And you know what that turned out to be, just phenomenal success. Uh, is, is Exum coming into Orlando? Yes, all indications are that he will come into Orlando. Now the top three guys who don't expect to last beyond number th- the third pick, probably will not come into Orlando, or at least that's the sense I get. I haven't gotten any confirmation from their agents or from the Magic, but I just think it's unlikely that they'll they'll come in, and that's a, a potential problem for the Magic. What if the Magic attempt to trade up, and they haven't had much exposure to any of those top three guys? They certainly wouldn't have had their doctors examine Joel Embiid, which you would think their doctors must do before the Magic would ever select Embiid. I think, I think that's... Uh, Unlikely that the Magic will succeed in trading up, but I'm sure that they're considering it. 
And that's Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel on the upcoming NBA draft. All the insights on the players and the ball clubs again debuts this Sunday in the Sentinel. For Josh Robbins, Paul Kennedy, and this is FoxSportsFlorida.com.